God wants you to speak faith. In August of 1980, God gave instructions to me for Word of Faith Ministries. He said, proclaim the Word of Faith, be a showcase of ministries, and train people to fulfill the Word of God. Now, let's get into today's message. And now, a message from December 2011 called, God's Rayma Contains the Power. committed rebellion against God because she was completely deceived. But the scripture tells us that Adam was in sin. He was in the transgression because he saw with his eyes wide open what was going on when he committed high treason against God and bowed his knee effectively to Satan. All right? So that lineage of Adam, everyone born after Adam, had the taint of of sin that's capital s i n sin okay now they went on to individually to commit sins lowercase s i n s <laughs> themselves but it was the sin capital s problem that had to be dealt with and that's why jesus came was to deal with that issue so before this time no one could have been born sinless other than they be born outside the lineage of Adam. Did you get that? They had to be born outside the lineage of Adam. Well, Mary, unless her you know, father was not involved in her conception, which we're certainly not told that that's the case, could not have had an immaculate conception of her own, so to speak, and could not have been sinless. All the Bible is telling us here when the angel greeted her is, you are highly favored, the Lord is with you, and you are blessed among women. Not because she, now listen closely to this, not because she was special in herself, but simply because she was to be the mother of Jesus. That's how she was blessed. She was blessed to be chosen to be the one who is the mother of Jesus. Do you see that? All right, now, the other important point to note here is, is that Mary herself asked the question in verse 34, where we left off reading there, Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? Now this is in the, as they say, the biblical sense of knowing. She had never had sex. Now I know you know, that kind of sounds very harsh, <laughs> to put it that way. But that's bottom line what we're talking about here. She was a virgin. There's a lot of people, a lot of theologians that teach, well, when they said virgin, they meant she was a young girl. That's the same word is used in Hebrew for young girl. Well, I will say this. The word in Hebrew that's used for young girl uh, is perfectly reasonable given that all young girls should be virgins. <laughs> you know, today we've gotten used to the idea that uh, people have sex so early, we don't even think about that. But, you know, it, it should be a synonymous term that a young girl is a virgin. Amen? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But in any case, this is talking, this is from the Greek anyway. It's not even from the Hebrew, but you get my point. The point here is, is that the theologians say, well, this it's just saying she was a young girl, not that she was literally a virgin and had never known a man. Well, her own testimony to the angel was that she had never known a man. Now let me ask you this. 
<laughs> if you're going to try to pull something off, are you going to lie to an angel? <laughs> I don't think she was pulling the angel's leg here when she said, I don't know a man. Matter of fact, her whole point was not to try to make her herself out to be holy or righteous or whatever. Her point was to say, uh, excuse me, <laughs> how am I going to get pregnant if I've never known a man? How's that going to work? I mean, that was really her question. And here's what the angel said in verse 35. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So in other words, he's saying this is going to be entirely supernatural. That's how you're going to conceive and bear a child even though you've not known a man. This is going to be a child born by God being the Father. Now, without getting into a, a long, involved teaching here, let me just very quickly say this. The Word of God over in uh, uh, Peter's writings, First or Second Peter, I think it's First Peter, where Peter says that the seed, uh, the, the Word of God is the seed, the incorruptible seed of the Word. Amen? Uh, matter of fact, I'm just going to go ahead and find that verse because I think it's very important uh, to see this in this study. Now, this particular reference, Peter is not talking specifically about this incident, but I think it will bring some light that we need to see concerning this incident. So uh, let's go there. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 uh, says... Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Now the word seed here, if we look at it in the Greek, I'm going to go here and, and pull this out, is the word spora, which means, it's basically the word from which we get the word sperm, Okay, and it means literally a seed or parentage. In other words, the kind of seed that we're talking about here is the kind of seed that you would insert into an egg to fertilize that egg. You see what I'm saying? Now, I know some of you are thinking, boy, Dr. Bill, you're getting awful graphic here. Well, this teaches some very important principles that you need to see. Notice in 1 Peter 1.23, it says that we as Christians are born again not of a corruptible sperma, but of an incorruptible sperma by the word of God. The word of God is the sperma. <laughs> the word of God is the seed that we're born again by. Do you see that? All right, now let's go back to Luke chapter 1. And let's look at Luke chapter 1, and I think you'll see something very interesting here as we do a comparison. The angel said unto Mary, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. He goes on to explain, And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. And then the angel says something very, very revealing. And we're going to pull this scripture apart and look at it. Luke one thirty-seven. For with God nothing shall be 
impossible. Now you may say, Dr. Bill, that's that's great, that's an excellent scripture, but what does that have to do with what you're talking about, about the seed and the sperm and all that, and the word of God and all this kind of stuff? Well, now hold on. In order to see it, we've got to look into the Greek meaning of this particular verse of scripture. Now, on its face, when the King James, and by the way, I switched over to King James here, when the King James says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible, I think we can all agree with that. You know what I'm saying? I think we can all say, well, yeah, with God, nothing's impossible, obviously. But see, there's so much more to this verse of Scripture. This verse of Scripture is full of meaning. Let's go ahead and pull it apart. For with God, the word God here is theos, God, divinity. We're familiar with that. Nothing, which is pas, P-A-S, any, every, all, and the whole, okay, shall be impossible. Now, that here we have to pull this apart. The next word in this phrase that's translated here, nothing shall be impossible, is rhema. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Rhema, I don't see the word rhema in there. I don't see the word word in there, but it's in there. It's in this verse. And rhema, as we know, is an utterance that is a spoken word, individually, collectively, or specifically, by implication, a matter or topic, especially of narration, command, or dispute, with a negative naught, okay, whatever, and then it translates evil, nothing, saying word. This is the different ways it's translated according to the Strong's Concordance. But the key word here of rhema, we know that the word rhema means a word spoken by God, and beyond that, a spoken word of God with revelation knowledge. Okay? So, let's read it this way. No word spoken by God, now let's keep reading, shall be impossible. The word impossible here is ad unateo. It means to be unable that is passively impossible, and there is a terminology, a phraseology, a turn of phrase here that basically says that it contains within itself the power to cause itself to come to pass. In other words, it is, it sounds like a double negative when I put it this way, it is not unable. <laughs> it is not impossible. You see what I'm saying? It's negated Nothing shall be impossible. You see? So let's go back and read it that way. For with God, no word spoken by God shall of itself not come to pass. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to read it with all the negatives. Let's pull the negatives out and look at it with the positives. Every word spoken by God contains the power within itself to cause itself to come to pass. Does that make a little more sense? I think that's a little clearer. That's literally what this verse is talking about. Every word. Think about this angel speaking to Mary. He's saying, Mary, I'm bringing you the word of God. Mary, I'm speaking God's words to you. And guess what? No word spoken by God is devoid of the power necessary to bring that word to pass. Now, did she understand what he was saying? 
Did she get it? (laughs) Well, let's read the next verse. Verse 38, And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Do you see that? According to thy rhema. It's the same word rhema that's used in the earlier verse. She said, Let it be according to me, according to the rhema according to the spoken word of God, according to the revelation of the revealed word of God. Woo! I tell you, I could get off and preach on that because that's exactly how faith works. Did you hear that? That's exactly how faith works. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans ten seventeen. Now, the word Hearing there is the Greek word echoe, meaning more than the mere sense of hearing. It implies hearing and receiving and understanding the teaching. So let's put it this way. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, not having heard, but I trust that you enjoyed the Speak Faith broadcast today. Word of Faith Ministries is a multimedia outreach ministry that provides the SpeakFaith.tv Fire TV app, the SpeakFaith.tv Roku channel, the SpeakFaith.tv live streaming internet TV network, available at the web address sftv.io, and the on-demand SpeakFaith.today internet video service to showcase ministries preaching the uncompromising word of faith. We also provide technical support and web hosting for many great churches and ministries including Expedition Church of the Triad, Word of Faith Worship Center, and Word of Faith Radio. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world with the Word of Faith, you may do so on the web at paypal.me slash speakfaith or at our mailing address, Word of Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 5213, High Point, North Carolina, 27262. For more information, visit our main website at speakfaith.org. The Speak Faith broadcast is brought to you by Word of Faith Ministries and our partners around the world.